Welcome to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson, and on this show, we talk to artists, producers, and music industry professionals on how they're changing their communities through music. Please feel free to listen to the show on any of your favorite streaming platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. We have a wonderful Patreon community, too, where you have access to bonus interviews and content from the show. So please join us and donate, if you can, at patreon.com slash clubmanagement1. Follow us on Instagram, too, at club underscore management. This is episode 23. Damn. Episode 23. 23 episodes. I mean, we're just going crazy. And honestly, I'm so thrilled that I've made it this far. You know, usually I have a tendency to give up on things very easily. Um, But something about this podcast has really allowed the gears up top in the dome to keep cranking, (laughs) cranking ideas out. And I, I think that's when you know you found something you are truly passionate about. Music has always been this force of light and this realm of certainty for me. It's been a place where I've been able to explore everything about me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the exciting things about me. Um, And it's like that light, that, that fire, it never goes out. And that fire may dim sometimes when your creativity is at a standstill, but it always seems to ignite again for me. Um, and when I do these things, I, I really get that those embers burning and, and really churning up. Um, so, you know what? Shout outs to myself. You know, my 30th birthday just passed and I've been thinking a lot about how I've really grown these last 30 years throughout all the good, throughout all the 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 weird transitions and, and the ugly moments too, I've really manifested a lot of change, healing and growth. And I've really just kind of like traveled those winds and dips and paths and found some sort of sense of direction, even though sometimes I might not know what I'm doing half of the time, which I'm sure we all feel that way. Something really great comes out of that unknown. And I'm so happy uh, that I'm just taking more time to honestly slow down and think and live in the moment. Um, And I think that's what makes me so happy going into my 30s, because now I understand there's really nothing to rush you know I'm just enjoying my life enjoying everything as it comes um and working the best way I know how and the beautiful ray of light that joins us for this episode shares the same sentiment this interview served as a massive full circle moment for me because I've been such a huge fan of hers since 2012 so I'm so excited to share this lovely chat that I had with producer educator and cultural ambassador Susie Analog. So we're going to synthesize our way through this experience. So come on this journey with me and feel free to move. Susie Analog is a rarity within electronic music as a beat maker, songwriter, and creator of her label, Never Normal Records. And when I first got a chance to see Susie perform back in 2016, it was like watching this beautiful space angel ascend down from whatever groovy planet and sing these soulful riffs and absolutely just kill it behind her gear, which is filled with all kinds of synthesizers and MBCs. And that's what really makes Susie Analog so unique. Her production incorporates a little bit of everything from footwork, rap, R&B, oh, how I 
reggae too. She's really managed to blaze this incredible path for herself from composing live scores for Fashion Week, like she did for designer Chromat in 2018, or giving back to young artists in Uganda and Nigeria through her production classes. Susie really uses her path, presence, and success as a tool for leadership and change. I mean, we chopped it up about everything on this episode, from her music, self-care regimens for black women, the challenge of running your own label, and how to keep going with your creative pursuits despite having little to no support. So check this out. I hope this gets you inspired too. Yeah, nice to finally meet you. Um, I feel like this is a long time coming because, I mean, obviously I've been a great fan of your work since 2016. And then I know that we were like kind of talking on and off. Like I was trying to get you to go uh, do an interview on a show I was doing back then. And then something happened and I had to go to China and teach and yeah. do all this stuff. And then we were trying awesome. to, yeah, we were trying to organize something for this October, but then freaking COVID hit. And uh, right. yeah, man. So I'm I'm happy to finally talk to you and have you on this uh, podcast that I'm trying to get off the ground. Um, so yeah, where do we start? I mean, I people really don't know that you've been in the game for a long time. Like, I have been rocking with you since 2012 when Analog Monster came out, and then wow, yeah, and then I was super like blown away by all the Zone compilations. Um, and yeah, I remember, I remember seeing you at industry woman, I think at PS one in 2016 and you were up there singing with all your gear and just in your glory. And I remember saying to myself, wow, like this, wow, like this is crazy. This girl is like really doing it and doing it big. Um, from 2012 to two that well to now, right? Like talk about what you've learned, what your growth process has been. Yeah. How have you been growing throughout these years? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say thank you for being on that journey, this journey with me and even following from thing to thing, because, you know, as artists, we just do what we're inspired to do. And we hope that people stick with us (laughs) when we're doing it. But, but that is really cool. This has been such a growing process for me as well. Um, really for me it's just been about connecting the dots and and seeing where there's people who understand mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm trying to pull off and then seeing you know if those people understand enough to support mm-hmm. what I'm trying to pull off yeah. and then and really it's it's very uncharted like what I do what I've been doing is is uncharted in a way where you know I I do come from the underground and mm-hmm. I will always proudly represent the underground and um you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, I want to do this and blow up. And I've just never felt like that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always just felt like I want to do this and go on a real journey. And I really want to make um, some opportunities happen for myself and, and the people that I believe in. Right. So so that's since that's been my focus the whole time. Like it's always been like a community effort. And so I just feel like I've been doing projects with my community, my immediate community and and, and it's been beautiful for individuals. It's been beautiful for groups of people mm-hmm. to see that we can just strive and and put out what we imagine and envision, and the world can have a really cool response to it if we if we just try it. We just have to try it. And yeah. Maybe I'm a little daredevil in that way, where <laughs> you know it, it might have been more of me being a daredevil than me like even 
like focusing on growing because I was like, mm. I did want to grow. I want after I'll drop something. So mm. I did start with the Analog Monster project and we dropped that. And that was an experiment. Mm. And I'll say I'm a scientist in that way where like, you know, that was an experiment because we, myself and Toki Monster, as two producers that had a lot of mutual friends as well, we, we just were the only people we knew that looked like us. And we're yeah. just like, all right, but cool. Do you like this record? Do you like that record? And it just turns out we had a lot of common interests. And we're like, let's just try to make something work. Because, hey, like, we have our community around us. Like, if nobody likes it, they'll like it. And, um, <laughs> and, and it actually found so much more support outside of that community that I couldn't have envisioned before we did it. And um, it just came at such a good time where we were both putting out tracks on the internet but mm. just doing it little by little and we both had the opportunity to tour and open for bonobo for his north american tour and at that time bonobo was one of the highest grossing live electronic acts wow yeah he he traveled with a full band he still does uh when well prior to covid but you know travels with a full band full lighting rig and and these people are on tour with them uh, with him from the uk mm-hmm. and he's selling out every venue and he said you know hey y'all come on tour with me and we opened for him and um that taught me everything I needed to know about touring because <laughs> that was a driving sword, Toki and I did. And it taught both of us so much that I think it really empowered us yeah. to not question ourselves a lot because we held ourselves down through that tour. And then we held ourselves down just on the tour, like mm. selling merch just doing doing the things we needed to do and we naturally took to it so i think that informed a lot of my moves after um it wasn't like any one direct it's not like bonobo himself was like hey yo like come do this come do that you know that didn't really happen for me but what did happen was people saw that you know i put hard work in and i saw Mm -hmm to myself that I put hard work in and I just decided I want to keep doing it yeah that's so awesome and I love that I love those moments that like you know it just clicks for you and you realize you know what I can really do this I could make a living off of my art and and really take it into my own hands and and be powerful from it um and I want I want to talk about that a little bit more because there especially now during the pandemic there's been this idea of ownership and owning everything you do especially in the black community um and as someone like yourself that owns never normal records um which you which you curate uh tell us about that because that's huge there's a lot of heavy releases i'm a big fan of swore v2 who is an artist off the label (laughs) um what's that process what are the hard parts and the easy parts of owning your own label well never normal it also started off as somewhat of an experiment i knew i wanted my own way to tell the stories of the artists that I was encountering, mm-hmm. especially since I had started touring and it, it became a nationwide touring and hopes of international touring. And I had actually had some international tour um, experience when I started Never Normal. I had lived in Tokyo. Um, I had toured throughout Europe wow. and that's on my own. I had no agent or anything. So I said, you know what? I want to... I know a lot of people, and at the time, you know, Swarvi hadn't toured anywhere, really, like, other than the state, like, you know, and and it's just, <laughs> like, I saw this in people. Like, I saw that people could 
they had skills and they could like actually do more than what the options were available to them. And um, because I had that experience in business um, with my own business, I just said, you know what, I want to see what I can do and just start to make collections of music. And so we started off with myself, Chills and Thrills. Um, second release was Count Base D, mm-hmm. who's produced for MF Zoom, um, Ken Shakes versus Dap. Mm-hmm. Then the third one was Love Affairs and with me and Swarvy. And Love Affairs is actually a series. Like I haven't talked about this much <laughs> because I've had so many pro- like zones as a series really took off, and so did Love Affairs. But Love Affairs is a series that I want to do with um, other producers. So Swarvy was actually like one of the first people. And yeah. I don't know. It just reflects my real life. Like I'm really meeting these people at these times that I work with them um, and getting to know who they are. And I'm just like, yo, like, what can we do? How can we do it? And encouraging each other and, what, and one another. And um, it, it's gotten to the point where I'll be honest, everyone who's worked with Never Normal has gone on to do so much wow. like they've gone on <laughs> to just do so much like i can't even say much better but like they they definitely have the opportunities at hand once we after we do releases and i feel great about that mm-hmm. there's challenges to it as well um because as much as i feel like i want to do i still have the identity proudly as a black woman but mm. you know we don't get everything handed to us we yeah. don't get anything handed to us so there's there's times where dang it's a label over here run by some guys i still see it. i still go through it there's labels mm-hmm. out here run by guys that i know and they get distro de- like vinyl distro deals right. all types of deals handed to them handed to them while i'm still I've, I've still had to figure out some things and i'm still working on it but um I, I'm excited because I have a, a vision and I always have had a vision. I always will have a vision. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really coming together now more than ever where people realize these works that we've been putting out as never normal are cultural testaments mm. to the times, especially coming from more of the youth um, of this world. Not that anyone is like 12 or anything but like (laughs) but but we're not we're not 40 you know we're not you know we're not we're all relatively young and we actually all have catalogs at this point we all have catalogs so um that's something it's just it's many statements that that never normal makes with its releases and um one is to believe in black youth like Mm. and that's just really the story i want to tell um, and, and now I've had the opportunity to live, work, and engage in um, on the continent of Africa. Yeah. So, so now, you know, I want to really create that bridge between the African diaspora everywhere I've been able to tour because I meet Black people everywhere that I've gone. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, I mean, I want to go back to that idea, though, because you put up this post and, and it just it stopped me in my tracks because it's everything that I've been feeling throughout my last four years of trying to create, trying to DJ. Is that like when it comes to us black women stepping up to the plate on our own and trying to make something shake, sometimes there's not that like 
nurturing and support right away from other folks, you know, like mm-hmm. how do you keep your mind confident and on track knowing that sometimes you won't necessarily get the support from everyone because that's been a hard part for me. Like if I feel like my ideas are not being necessarily nourished or valued, it it can really be disheartening, you know? So how do you keep inspired? Yeah, it's hard, but I trust my journey. Like when I say it's hard, mm-hmm. I definitely have days where I'm like, nobody gets it. And I'm crying. Like, and I'm, I'm literally, yeah, <laughs> and I have those days and I'm just like, nobody gets it. But it's, it's not, I have more moments where I feel like, yo, I'm about to show them. Mm. <laughs> then I have the crying days. And, and it's like, you have to realize, you have to realize black women of this world have, innovated this world Mm -hmm. so you have to realize the weight that's on us and and you have to be gentle with that it's heavy yeah (laughs) it's very heavy and and people expect us to take on burdens so much that we have to create space for our own joy and and we have to enjoy the things that we do so i just try to make sure i find moments to enjoy more than i find moments to get worried and um i i I'm serious about what I do. So I have a level of care and maybe like a sense of worry for what I do just because it's like, yo, like I'm building this. It's like it's a great opportunity and, and it's not given to everyone. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, um, you know, go to the beach today. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to just log off. I try to do that. Um, and, mm. and then, then just in terms of the people, this is something that's going to be ever changing. Like the people, the naysayers, um, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And sometimes as a black woman, sometimes they're your own people Mm. because they don't see the vision of what you're doing. Um, and they don't see what it will take when you are a black woman innovating, you're most likely doing something that's uncharted. Most likely within your community, within your immediate community. So that means, little to no one will understand the steps that you're trying to take. And you have to be gentle with yourself and know that you feel like this and you're going to act on that. But what you can do is also get mentors and you can also just try to educate yourself based on some of the greats that have done it. And um, Mm -hmm. I, I find myself reading a lot about just industry moves, all types of things to the point where like, I feel like I have a flow of understanding. Okay. Sony did this. Warner did that. Like, you know, and, and that education that protects, it protects me. It protects my, my Mm know-how. And, um, and so, yeah, like just educate yourself, make sure you're gentle with yourself and (laughs) just know that you might be doing something that nobody around you understands, but you have every right to do it. And and there's no one who can tell you any differently, to be honest. I love that. That just makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. You know, today's my today's my 30th birthday. Actually. Yes, happy birthday. Yes. I thought, okay, so you posted it. I was going to tell you happy belated, but it's today. Yes. Happy birthday. Yes. 30. I'm 32. I'm 32 now. Wow. And um. Yes, like I feel so good in my 30s. I'll be honest, th- coming into 30, I was like, 
okay like, yeah <laughs> yo I, this morning i woke up and i was like yo i'm 30 like it's time to get some things in order like yeah i was a little scared but i'm happy you know happy to be alive yeah, be happy now. be yeah. happy because you really you first of all you made it here it's yeah. beautiful it's a beautiful thing and second of all you know what you're doing you're gonna know more and more by the day what you're doing more than you did when you were 21 i don't know what we thought we were doing <laughs> That's when I did Analog Monster when I was like 22. And I was just like, okay, cool. I'll just tour forever. And <laughs> I don't care. And now I'm just like, yo, like, you know, I that's what I made Never Normal like after after that because yeah. I, I just realized some things. And that's the beauty of becoming up in age. Like you notice some things, you realize some things that are important and you can act on them much more swiftly than you did before. That's very true. <laughs> and I know there's some things that I just want to just stop doing, like drinking. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, seriously. I had seriously. wine yesterday and like I can, oh. like it's going to last for two days, the hangover now. Like I can't do it anymore. <laughs> wow. People tell me that and I, I stopped drinking before I turned 30. Actually, like I think I was twenty nine. I was twenty eight or twenty nine, mm. and um, I I think I was noticing those recovery things like slowing me down too. And I think that's part of the reason why I was just like, yo, like I want to keep my energy up. It was mostly that people think like I tell them, oh, I don't drink, mm. and they think that it's like something or like I was alcoholic. <laughs> like nah, like, <laughs> I just love my energy and like. I actually, I think I had a dish. I had a dish that had maybe like some wine sauce or something. Mm. And I felt it. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to. I still don't want to drink. Like mm. now that it's been years, I'm like, oh, I definitely don't want to feel slowed down and be like, what? What'd you say? Like, you yeah, know, because you can't get nothing done the next day when you're like totally mm -mm. hungover. I hate it. <laughs> but I love CBD. I really love CBD. Mm. I use CBD olive oil and protein powder. Nice. Yeah. You know, so I was I was smoking a little bit of CBD with the vape, but then obviously that whole vape scandal came out not too long yeah. ago and they were talking about uh popcorn lung and i was like oh no like yeah. what other ways can i do it um, oh there's so many ways they have it in everything cbd is just like you can even when you get the essence of it they mm -hmm. put it in like skincare you can put it in skincare to stop like inflammation and everything so it's ah. a very calming thing and um there's this business down here in miami called the plant guy mm -hmm. and they make edible stuff so it's like just an olive oil infused and you can infuse it into any kind of food wow. or food item so that's awesome i need to um even if you want to try like some gummies or something that just <laughs> it's not thc so it's not going to have you wacky it's just like you're going to feel chill like you're immune systems is going to autoimmune system is going to calm and i think as black women we have to start doing things like that mm -hmm. because again we take on so much weight of this world that we don't realize how tense we are how stressed our bodies are mm -hmm. and yeah it, it's 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 a lot it <laughs> is lot. and especially right now in this pandemic and there's like all of this stuff happening it's been a lot um but yes. I, you have been, I mean, you have been doing incredibly well in quarantine. You've dropped so many projects. Um, I've seen you, uh, Never Normal did 
like a live stream and uh, you did something with SoundCloud yesterday, right? It was a beat production class. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a, a, a challenge. Huh. So they challenged me oh my God. on Fast Track. Mm-hmm. And they challenged me to make a track in 60 minutes. Wow. And uh, it's funny because there were people that like no one could hear. Like they're in my ear. They're just like, yep. 10 minutes left. Like, <laughs> I'm, just like, oh my, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to add this one little thing. And um, it was cool. Like, I've never actually made a beat in front of people, like, as a challenge. Like, yeah. I've definitely, like, made beats in the studio with my people. But, like, that was really cool. I really um, love the idea of making broadcasts that mm-hmm. people could just tune into. So I started the series called Zonecasts. Mm-hmm. And that that's just really an all-encompassing word for any broadcast that I do. And um, everything's been, like, so branded lately. I've kind of... I haven't used Zonecasts mm-hmm. a lot because I actually want to... Um, I'm, I'm working on a lot of new content myself to, mm-hmm. to be putting out soon. It's a lot of exciting things happening in that way. So I actually love... Um, I love recorded stuff, like not just music. I love recorded video. I love a live stream, a live recording. So this quarantine and the restrictions have actually worked towards uh, what I actually like to do already. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching uh, the thing with Common, the Common Festival, where it was just a gorgeous day's worth of really amazing film about black empowerment. Um, yes. and all of this and I really appreciate that and I love the people over at Currents I've been doing stuff with them too so it was incredible oh, they're to see so them. awesome I'm glad you're talking with them actually have a call with them after I talk with you oh. <laughs> and, and that's that's what I mean man this this community is it's global there's there's artists like ourselves that really can see where the world can go and and i'll be honest as black women we just know we just know what's good and when we educate ourselves and we just like this is the best thing going so it was a real pleasure to create the black liberation mindset programming for that day because i it's funny so i've flown to africa like few times now and the last time i flew back Right after Niege Nege Festival, mm-hmm. I get their accent and my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things. But, like, like um, I was on a flight from Dubai. It's a long flight. So it's like a 24-hour journey from wow. the East Coast. But I was on a flight from Dubai to New York, to JFK. It's like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So um, Emirates Air, they actually have every kind of genre film like korean films japanese films and they had african films and i watched african films the whole time back <laughs> and this artist ends up asking me like hey um like i noticed this person sitting next to me i didn't know they're artists they're like i noticed you watched african films the whole time like why i'm like i <laughs> loved it it felt so great i just watched the african film for 12 hours straight like i felt yeah. so comforted like i was on that flight like oh my gosh what happened next and just seeing me just seeing us just seeing our ways especially just coming back from uganda i mean when i'm in africa i feel great yeah because it's, you know it's just no question as to who you are 
everything makes sense. And um, I just wanted to try to create that feeling. Having the 4th of July, and I'm just like, you already know the state of this country isn't beautiful right now. So (laughs) I'm trying to show the beauty of of what African-American um, resilience has has mm. brought into this world, and also we had a global vibe too. Like I had some films about jungle, um, and jungle was created by black DJs and producers oh, in the UK. So, so it's just a lot of people don't know these things. Like I think, like make techno black again. All that that dialogue is new to the last three years. Right, 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 right. Because I have been touring and I have been doing music as a black person in these electronic spheres since 2010 and beyond and before that wow. but when i got strictly like the day i went on tour with bonoble i became a certified electronic artist because that's what he is right and that's what I'm like. <laughs> and it's not because of that but it's like that's the, the market that i was thrown into in a way mm-hmm. which was it was akin to what i was already doing but not akin to what everybody had been seeing Mm. So, so me going into these spaces and people not invented by that. Like I'm in the space because I know the percolator, and I know you know I know what I know. <laughs> like I know Detroit, and I know Baltimore, and I know all this stuff. Yeah, by black people, but but yet I'm here, and you're telling me, okay, well white people are the best at this and i'm like huh like what? Yeah, now wait a minute yeah and I, it's crazy and there was a whole there's like been this whole debate on twitter about like how 160 even the term feels like erasure from our historic roots of creating jungle or you know footwork or whatever have you um so that's important i'm glad that that was something that was showcased and it's it's knowledge it's people it's things that people need to know about our history um, oh yeah and black liberation mindset is a program that i'll be continuing as well um yeah. it, it will come in different iterations so i'm just excited to bring bring that curatorial side of what i like how i like to create into the fold yeah uh you've always been really big on education and just to circle back to uganda and i think i saw you said that you were going to do some production classes in nigeria how is that because that's got to be huge just like such an overwhelming experience to bring your art back home so to speak you know yeah no it is but it's it's so you say so to speak but it's home it is home yeah. to me and they they literally they said Susie you're you're us and we're you and, I, and and we're like there's people I still talk to you know every week every few days um and they're just like when are you coming back when are you coming back when are you coming back and I'm like sooner than you think <laughs> <laughs> but um it's a great experience to be able to engage just with first of all other electronic artists who are from the diaspora but especially being in Africa where there's so many challenges, actually, you know, um, electricity is not even promised. Like Mm. the grid is different than here, like hooking up mad instruments and electronic instruments and synths and stuff. Like there's no big shops to sell all the cable. Like you gotta really love it. You gotta really love it. And I'm glad to have found other producers there because they really love it. They really love it. They don't take it for granted. And I, I feel the same way. I'm just here. Mm. Um, whereas I feel like sometimes, especially with the commercialization of, um, music in general, like people lose that, um, that sense of, not even pride but that hard work like that that you this is an honor they they lose a sense of honor um mm. in being a producer and 
So that's that's how I feel when I'm there. I'm around genuine people, and we engage. If they make hip hop beats, we work on that. If they make dance beats, we work on that. And um, everybody's dope. They're hilarious. They keep me laughing because <laughs> um, the, the African sense of humor is it's just all, as much as the African American sense of humor is yeah. just like almost without like. We we have a lot of we have a sense of comfort in our humor. We have a lot of <laughs> like that kind of sound. But they <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna keep you laughing in a different way. So I I just love it, and I'm gonna go um not to Nigeria to teach, but mm-hmm. I do plan to visit Nigeria soon. But I'm going to Ghana. Oh, it is okay. right next door. Yeah, I'm going to Accra, and that will be in February 2021, and I will be doing production workshops there. And hopefully it'll be with youth. But my last session was all male group of 15 to, let's say, 23 year olds. And um, some of them already knew how to make beats, but they were still so super respectful, so super um, honored to just, you know, have me show them what I know. And Mm -hmm. it was just one of the best engagements I've ever had as far as sharing my craft with anyone really oh my goodness that is so awesome i really i just think that is so cool um quickly wrapping up here there's two more things i wanted to ask you about the sukasa ep is absolutely fantastic just like a whole ep of just empowerment about you know claiming what's yours and just you know having that that black freedom my favorite track is people power um, I yes, I really love it. And I bought so I bought the Sukasi EP and then I bought the vocals as well, the, the acapella album. So I'm so excited to play around with those. Um, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to I want to hear that. Yeah. Hear that. <laughs> I'm so excited. What does this mean that what does this album mean for you? What were you where was your mind when you were creating it? It's so good. Yeah, well I was okay, so I was on world tour when the COVID struck. So yeah. I had to fly back from London. And I was about to play in um, Brussels for the first time. And I was just distraught. It was literally like my whole world came crashing down. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was just like, oh, yeah. Like, by the way, no touring. That has to stop. Oh, you also might get sick and die. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. And so I'm shook on the flight back. At first, everyone was, it was so weird, actually. It was like me talking to my agent and him being like okay well uh they might postpone this thing and i'm like okay and then he's like yeah they might um postpone it till fall and i'm like okay i'm like i should come back then huh (laughs) (laughs) i i really tried to stay calm i was so blessed to be with another artist friend who actually played the show with me when we launched the um zones volume four show Mm -hmm. and um they helped keep me in check. But anyway, I was just distraught, basically, mm. coming back. And um, I also had just gotten a new synthesizer. So that helped me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> like, in that, the way that synthesizers always do. <laughs> and so I said, let me just try it. Let me make a challenge. I, I saw the band camp day was coming. So let me make a challenge to um, make, a, make an EP because... I said I was going to do more vocals this year anyway. I've been focusing so much on the instrumentation and composing tracks with um, electronic instruments mm. ever since I started Zones Volume 1. And I've just been given 
snippets of of vocals here and there, but I wanted to make something. But I I just realized, yo, I have so much to say now. <laughs> oh, and yeah, it was so good. Like I just I love that track. It just makes you feel like yeah, you know, like nobody can fuck with me. I'm. It's really powerful to people, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the other thing with that track is I I had recently watched a Nina Simone documentary again, um, and. I watched her documentary before the one that's on Netflix and um, my mom named me after Nina Simone. So watching mm. that documentary, like I always felt close to her and I almost felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her story. But when I watched it again, I realized, yo, she was really blacklisted for making yeah. protest tracks. And then they, that made her poor. And I'm just like, like financially poor, never, never spiritually. Right. And that turned her life around as well as um, being abused, you know, in, in relationships and things like that. But I'm just like, yo, the spirit of Nina is calling for me. And I'm looking at what's going on in the world. And I'm like, yo, everybody's getting hype over this little, you know, stimulus check. We need to be demanding more. Right. We need. And I, I really felt that when I when I wrote that track, I really felt that like yo we gotta make moves and and this is our health this is our this is all we got you know it's here in this country and and so we should really start to act like we care Mm. (laughs) and um that is very true yeah so that was the vibe that was the vibe when i wrote that and um i wanted to be encouraging of course and I do believe in the people power. I'm also, I'm also inspired by the Ugandan movement, the East African movement of the people power. That's actually a movement that's happening mm-hmm. now um, with the youth of East Africa who are trying to get more opportunities for the future of Uganda and, um, and more resources. And so we have these movements against oppression going on all around the world. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to feel unified and at least have some music to do it to. As soon as people started protesting here, I, I helped at least try to share some protest chants yeah. um, that people could do. And um, if you want to include that, if you don't want to include that, you know, I, I don't know how weird it is. For, like, <laughs> I, I, I have the First Amendment right, but, um, you know, like, yeah. it, it's just like the climate is so weird where people are just like trying to moralize everything. They're like, this is right and this is wrong. And it's like, yo, like, yeah, I feel you, but also like what's wrong is people suffering and that's always going to be wrong so how about let's just start there that's, <laughs> man, that's facts like you could not yeah. have said it any better um and, and then lastly you know i just want to say thank you for being you and, and continuing despite all of this to just share your art because it's the only thing that we need to do in this time you know like the art is never going to go away so it's so important that we just engage and lock in even more um i don't know just what's what's a word of gratitude or any inspiration Mm, that you would like to give to people that might be listening right now just to yeah have some help for the future yeah um so for the future of of people being happy (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like hmm. i mean just first i just i just want people to know that whatever they're feeling if it's against oppression it's right Mm. and and um they don't have to focus on much else because self-preservation is very important and we're living in a time where it is um it is good for certain groups of people to not help other people 
itself persevere. Mm. And um, we have to stay vigilant. We have to stay educated and stay aware that this is a true thing happening and that this Disney Disney World kind of world Mm -hmm. that has been presented to us is not real. And so that means we need to just be educating ourselves and connecting ourselves with the people who are accessing information, with the people who are distributing information and resources. And um, we need to realign our interests. It can't all be about making money. Mm -hmm. Now it has to be about making things good for, for everybody for the future. But one thing I will I will say is in my journey, a lot of unnecessary rifts have been caused by notions of capitalistic gain, meaning that people started having peace with one another because, oh, this got to get paid. That got to get paid. This didn't get paid yet. I'm not going to ask you, though, because I'm mad at you. Like, mm-hmm. All types of stuff that we can't afford that. And as black people, we actually can't afford that because that's the lie. Right. That's the lie. That's the type of system that that serves to tear us apart so i'm not saying to be bfs with everybody but i think for all artists we need to start understanding how much we want to believe and buy into capitalism for Mm. ourselves and so we can actually make some change that helps people and not just change us about what we're getting and what we got Right. Right. And I think that we're seeing that a lot now, too. Like, you know, a lot of the artists, especially in New York and and all the other uh, communities are coming together. They're in in like yourself releasing things uh, and also not even about the music, but also providing educational resources to say, listen, we got this. We're going to provide knowledge in our communities and how we can change things for the future. So thank you so much for doing that. Oh, and congrats on the congrats on the fellowship with Teenage Engineering, too. That's huge. Huge. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And and one thing um, about it is, you know, just what I mentioned, it's not all about capitalism. (laughs) It's really not. And and we're looking for different ways to sustain artists' livelihoods without believing in those pre-existing models. And so it's, it's time to... It's time to get real. It's time to get real about it. And um, I'm very excited for this journey. I really plan to involve as many black and brown artists as I can in this whole thing because we're going to be making waves and making change. So I love it. This is awesome. If folks want to listen to your music and follow you, where do they find you? Hit me up on Suzy Analog OG on social media. Um, I have NeverNormalRecords.com, and we have the new releases, the new news on there of the many amazing artists that I've been encountering and meeting on my worldwide journeys. And um, it's only going to keep growing. I'm very excited about the new things we're working on in Never Normal. So um, definitely stay tuned and, yeah, hit me up on anything. I, I check my own messages and emails. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming out of the interview between 
me and Susie Analog, and we're listening to a snippet off of Susie's latest project called Sukasa, and the track is entitled People Power. It's really just a black liberation anthem, you know, all about loving us, loving the skin that we're in, um, and protecting that at all costs, and Susie's a super force. Um, so please follow her, support her music. She's going to be doing more exciting work in the coming months. So watch that space. You can follow her at Susie Analog on Instagram and Twitter. I'll have all of her information and, and where you can cop her music at the bottom in the details. Um, but yeah, it was just wonderful. And I'm so sad because we had plans to possibly um, organize a tour for her in China when I was there. But obviously COVID hit and changed all those plans. But I'm so excited I got a chance to speak to her because she's just so lovely. She's got great energy. Thank you again for continuously supporting and listening to the show. Um, Make sure you stay connected to us on Instagram at club underscore management. You can link with me as well at Shannon1DJ on Instagram and Twitter. Um, And please donate and become a part of the Patreon community at patreon.com slash club management one. Until next time.